dreamers, welcome to the Dream Stream. I am your host, Yiska Cook, here with my good friend and fellow dream worker, Ellen Ronis. So Ellen and I, hello, honey, we were just talking about mind-body connections and having to do with grief and trauma. And Ellen, I found it so interesting what you were sharing. I, I would very much like you to expound on that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was just sharing with Yiska before we started recording that I had gotten this haircut, which I, it is okay right in the moment. But um, when I first got it, I was traumatized. Like yeah. I really felt traumatized. And I was sharing with her that I, she, with her, with you, I'm like, I'm talking. I know, but you're talking you. to the listeners. So. Yes, I'm talking to the listeners. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I was sharing that the body doesn't know the difference. I mean, your mind obviously knows that a bad haircut is not the same as like being in a car accident, right? Yeah. Obviously you can't compare those two The things. levels of severity, right? right? But your brain, if you are, if your brain is saying, oh my God, I'm traumatized by this. And I, re I really felt it. Your body responds the exact same way. I, I, um, I like my heart was palpitating and when yeah. I like, the whole, like for days, this was for days. Every time I would catch a glimpse of myself, <sighs> like, oh my God. And it was like a panic. I would like grab the scissors and be like, oh my God, what do I, I need to fix something. <laughs> I need to, I mean, it's, it really sounds a little cuckoo, but. Well, but it does, it but, I used is, to, but I used to have those kind of experiences getting my haircut as a child. I would really? be devastated. You know, it's however, devastating. I was like, well, it, <laughs> It yeah. is. It is. It is devastating, and I want to. And I want to talk a little bit about that too, because I think that's yeah. actually kind of an interesting thing. Okay. So anyway, just to say that, yeah, like that. That I experienced the trauma in my body, like literally my heart, and like, like I couldn't catch my breath. I every time I would try to fall asleep, I would like, you know, something would jerk me awake, and and it was just like a panic. It was oh, literally God. like a, a panic. Like trauma. tapped, tapped, and couldn't eat. Way deeper. You know exactly and that's yeah. what i wanted yeah that's kind of what i was thinking i wanted to go to was yes. the, what is this why is that particular incident right of a yeah. of a, a really bad haircut yeah so traumatic and i think it taps into like this cultural expectation of beauty okay well that's Take, or take my, a, my own expectation of what is what I think is attractive <laughs> sure. or beautiful and I'm what we're all getting for you. sure mm -hmm. yeah I said what works for you you know what what colors you choose to wear or I mean all these choices that one makes to define their identity you know your hairstyle your whatever it is your sunglasses right. Yeah. right well that's interesting too and that's a little bit different actually that's okay. a little bit different than like like what I think of, you know, the cultural beauty, right? What is beautiful? And then you try to be that. But I think what yes. you're saying is actually interesting too. And that is we choose things like how, we choose how to style exactly. that suits us. Exactly. Right? And, the and the colors, I mean, I right. look in my closet and everything is blue and pink. Blue uh, and pink, and I'm happy with that, <laughs> right? Because yeah, I chose those for you probably. I know. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating, so, Ellen. It is really interesting. And, and, you know, interestingly, 
I, I don't remember the dreams from those few nights and I'm, I've oh. really calmed down and I really had to do yes. a lot of grounding and talking to myself about, about yes. all of this, like yes. to, you know, to, to take myself out of the, out of the trauma yes. response. Um, Ooh, thunder. Uh, was it thundering over Can there? Can you hear that? Oh yeah. I heard it. Yeah. I hear it. It's so funny with the whole it's nation. Like thunder. Like, it's weird Lightning. weather. The way you love me is frightening. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, talk about global warming. And I know that's not what we're here to talk about. No, but, but let's just talk about every big thing in the world. Let's just <laughs> like do that because it was when it was a couple of years ago when that wine town in, in Napa Valley what was it, Napa, when there was that huge fire and nothing was identifiable anymore. And that was like the first big change that I experienced as, oh my gosh, that's never, or that might be the same again in 40 years, but that's not going to be the same anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, that's, it's a big loss. There's so much loss happening all around us. Yeah. And the heat. Can you believe this heat? Is it happening in New Mexico too? It, well, we're we're out of it now. In fact, it's so bizarre because for we had a like a quite a long like maybe ten day long heat wave, right. but it was like in the high nineties. It wasn't okay. in the hundreds. We did hit one hundred degree day. Oh my god! Um, and it's very dry here, so it's like you feel like you're. I don't know. For me, it feels like my bones are crumbling. I mean, oh my gosh, so yeah. intolerable. Yeah, like sandstone. Yeah, <laughs> like you're like just sandstone. Like, you could take a take a rock of sandstone and just exactly you know that's what it feels like but we're now it's the weirdest thing it's like in the 60s it's like oh, 60 degrees and it's raining and it's been raining like over okay. it so this time of the year we usually this in santa fe we get what they call monsoons which is like in the okay. sunny and then in the afternoon the big sort of dramatic clouds roll in and then there's a yeah. thunderstorm and a big you know like okay. rain and then it gets nice again and then it sort of happens for you know several weeks yes now it's just like days and days on end in the forecast it's like looks like a full 10 days or so of of just um over you know clouds just hanging clouds like it like it gets in the northeast yes you know? yes and, yes and like, oh that's so interesting yeah i mean we had a couple of days over 90 but we uh -huh. do every winter i mean sorry wrong season we do every sure. we do every summer we get like sure. the week of over 90 degrees weather yeah but we didn't have anything like 115 degrees in Portland, Oregon. No, I mean, Portland, that's crazy. Scary. That kind of thing really frightens me in the bigger picture. Like it makes me feel like, oh my God, I have to get out of here. I don't even know where here is. Like, where am I going? I, I just like, know I'm not going underground. You know, if that's what humanity is going to need to do to like survive the heat, I'm just not going to do it. I wish you yeah. well. I offer you blessings. Is that what people are doing? Is I know. Oh, I'm just, I'm watching a um, science fiction series right now on Netflix. That's kind of crazy, but I'm into it. 4,400 to <laughs> So it's kind of wacky. So now I'm just spinning my own theories uh -huh. of science fiction. <laughs> It's interesting. A lot of the science fiction things that are happening that are, that are new right now are really tapping into our, our fears. 
you it's know, so about true. what's going on. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. I mean, they take it to another level, but it's kind of like, oh my God, could that happen? Or- but I'm just going to remind you, like the Terminator, that was from the 80s, uh-huh. 1980s, right? So that that already, that's enough to blow my mind. But and it, oh, I love that movie somehow, for some reason. I love the Terminator. And I'm not like an action adventure type. That was a that was actually a good movie. Yeah, I, I really liked it too. I mean, it opened my mind to like something I hadn't thought of before, which was the potential malice that that is in the world. Sorry, and got distracted. So, Ellen, this is fascinating, but I'd love to share a dream if yes, I might. Please do share a dream. I don't have any, so I'm happy. To okay. Work with yours. So I'm just gonna tell it like a story. This is how our teacher, Robert Moss, tells us to use first person and present tense. And there's going to be a lot of backstory stuff, but I'll only get to that when you ask me questions. Great. Okay. So I am at a house. It doesn't look unfamiliar. And I'm in the kitchen with, I I always want to say, another young woman. I'm not a young woman anymore. I'm 51, but I always want to say I'm with another young woman as if, you know, because I'm the other one. So, um, (laughs) and we're sort of dancing and like sort of Grateful Dead, feeling the music in our hands, dancing. And then we walk into the next room and that's where the music was coming from. There's a concert happening and it's the Grateful Dead, but there's no Jerry. And there's not even a John Mayer. It's not like Dead and Company. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's, I think that one of the musicians from the band Duran Duran, Simon Lee Bon, is there. But then I'm not sure if that's Phil Lesh, who's the original bass player in The Grateful Dead. Um, but mm. I find a seat. Uh, there's a lot of empty seats. People haven't really filled up the room yet. And I find a seat in the front front row it's even in front of the front row (laughs) there's one single seat all the way to the left in the front of the front row and that's where I sit and um let me think for a moment I really want to tell it and not and not read it um oh if I have to read it I have to take the light off of me so Uh, I'll just leave it we'll just take take a moment take a breath and see if you can find it yeah Oh yes, I found it. So, um, so Bob Weir uh, is playing guitar, and he is a young Bob Weir, and he's not the silver fox that he is today. And I'm dancing, and I'm sitting, dancing by sitting, and then also standing. And uh, two other women, or a couple other women, are also. I think there's some guys who are sitting along the side who are also dancing and then Bob Weir comes down off the stage and he lies on top of me with me under him his back on me I'm just leaning back and Bob Weir lies on top of me and um I want to just tell you so much backstory, but I won't. <laughs> I'll tell you when you ask. And um, and then it's in my awareness that this is the last show. And I'm not sure if it's the last show of the summer tour 
or if it's the last show ever that they're going to do. So, and that was the dream. And I just want to say that when, when I have a big dream like that, I find it helps when I'm trying to recall it. I have to like shift positions and the position that it becomes the most vivid in is how I was laying when I had that dream. And so if I want to recall more of it, I have to be exactly in that position, which is a funny thing, you know. I, I encourage everyone to try it if you like, you know, try just, I might have been sleeping on my left side or my right side, whatever, and try to see if the dream images are evoked more strongly in one position than another. So, yeah. That is that is very interesting. I do notice sometimes if I, once I, like if I don't remember a dream, yes, but I know I had one, that night when I go to bed, even if I'm not necessarily in the right position, but just getting into the bed. Yes. Something will get sparked about the dream that I have the yes. night before. Yes, that's amazing. I, yeah. I even think that way when we forget something, you know, that, oh, I was gonna walk into this room. What, what did I want to get? If I walk back in the house to the exact place I thought of what I wanted to retrieve, yes, I yeah. will remember it. Yeah, it's there's yeah. something about place, which mm -hmm. is very interesting. Yeah, yes, it's a kind of something about we're associating it with the place or something. We're yeah, seeing yeah. Wow. So wow, the Grateful Dead, man. I know you are connected <laughs> to the Grateful Dead. Of them. I know they're not, they're not all, they're not all here, but <laughs> I have dreams and not, not so much anymore, but all, all through, since I was like a teenager, I've been dreaming that I'm at Grateful Dead concerts and it's quite shocking. I probably have done a couple of the dreams on the dream stream too, because it feels so significant, you know? So I, I am curious. Um, well, first of all, uh, so I'll, I'll just go in order. Okay. So you have a title for the dream? Oh, okay. I really failed at this here's, last time. Here's this mine. Was... Oh, okay. <laughs> the, like... the greatest show on earth. Nice. <laughs> wow. Okay. <gasps> the greatest show on earth. Yes. Okay. So um, I just want to ask you, what is the Grateful Dead? Like, what is so significant? Oh, I, mean, I, I talking. get it. Like, <sighs> I understand, you know, but just what is it for you? I was talking. Now I think I was talking to Jerry about this in my dream, but he wasn't oh. up on the stage playing music. But I was trying to tell him how much. Oh, maybe I was talking to Bobby. No, I think I was talking to Bobby. Bob Weir. I was trying to tell him how much the Grateful Dead have meant to me in my life. And I said, it's not just the music, it's also the community. And he was uh -huh. very, you know, agree in agreement, strongly in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It does seem to be that. Um, yeah. I never really got to, into it, but I, I do see that, that that's a big part of it. This yeah. That's like a mm -hmm. family kind of, yeah. And there was one moment in the dream where I was like, oh, I'm at a dead show, but I don't think I have any marijuana. <laughs> so I also was associating it with, you know, that part of my life, I suppose. Yeah. That's funny. Well, so you said you were in a house? Yeah. Not, not a concert hall. No. It was like. Do you have any idea uh, whose house it was? Or I don't know if you, you remember. I had had a, a dream about being in the kitchen of some house. It was mm -hmm. that kitchen. 
So that's it's not like the magical you, mystery house. <laughs> some, some house that appears to you. So it's something familiar. It's a, yeah. it's a familiar I, I was getting a glass of wine, I think. Hmm. And then the, we heard great music and myself and another and another young woman <laughs> were dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we walk in and we see there's actually the concert. The music is live. So it's kudos yeah. to us. Um, <laughs> and so you said you had a lot of backstories or anything you want to yeah. say about like anything, any specific yeah. elements. So I, there. you know, I was a little groupie and and actually, my love of music didn't start with the Grateful Dead. I really loved Duran Duran, you know. Okay, so and that's why they were Simon in Bon. I, right. I didn't love him. I loved a different person in the band. He wasn't like my idol guy. That was John Taylor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is John Taylor from Duran Duran. Uh, but <laughs> Simon Le Bon, he he does have similar um, look as Felesh, or at least in my head, he did like blonde hair and. Um, so uh, what I wanted to tell you about my backstory is that I always had, I always had a crush on Bob Weir. I just loved him. I mean, he's a young guy who makes this incredible music and not only plays it, but writes it. And, um, with, you know, John Perry Barlow or Robert Hunter or whatever. And, and he was not the older person that he is today in Dead and Company, where he's got like the silver handlebar mustache and the beard and, you know, and uh, he was dark haired, he was wearing shorts. That's, that's what I knew him for. Bobby wore short shorts. In the dream he was wearing shorts? In, or? in real life and then in the dream. Oh. <laughs> Bobby wore short shorts. And, um, and he stepped down and he lay right on top of me. So, um, but it wasn't like a sexual thing or a romantic thing even. It was what just- did, How did you feel when he did that? Uh, it felt so great to have the weight of him on me. Mm -hmm. uh, it felt really good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's something to that. I know, um, I know somebody who in the dance world in New yeah. York actually, who um, you probably know, but I don't feel, you know, like- Okay, you don't have to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, she likes that too. She has a particular um, condition that mm. just makes it so that that physical contact is uh, like, like necessary for her. It's like compression yes. stockings or something. And I get that. I yeah. like, that's really, really nice. Yes. It's really nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it felt like, I mean, if I really take it further in my head, if I'm wearing, you know, a shorter sort of cool prairie skirt that I have and he's lying on top of me and he's also short shorts and I feel his legs on my legs, like real skin to skin. And there's something about that. I mean, that's, you know, when a baby is born, they say, give the baby skin to skin, just give the skin mm -hmm. to skin and mm -hmm. put something on top of you and the baby. And um, there was something in that as well. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And you mentioned, um, oh yeah, I think, I think you answered this question already. You mentioned that there was like, it was maybe Phil Lesh or maybe it was somebody else. Yeah. And I wondered like if that mattered. 
Well, the funny thing is, Felesh was in the Grateful Dead, but he doesn't play with Dead and Company. So he does his mm -hmm. own thing at the Capitol Theater in New York mm -hmm. City. He has his own band, I don't know what they're called. Um, but, um, oh, that's interesting. A friend of mine was um, offering to take me there. So that's interesting to see Phil, Phil's band, mm -hmm. which mm. I've never done. So, so how in general, like, what was your, what was your general feeling of the whole, like, how did you feel in the dream? How did you feel when you woke up? In the dream, I felt so happy. Wander into a room where there's a concert. I just, you know, when they were playing space. So the Grateful Dead, they have, I guess it's in the second, second half of the show. So they have first half, intermission, second half. And during the second half, they have drums and space. So drums, they do two drummers, but also keyboard, you know, like it's like a real drum circle. And then the mm -hmm. space is, is the other players. It's just guitarists. And they, so I remember during space, I was, I was sitting on the floor meditating and um, in the dream, in the dream mm -hmm. and two other young women, <laughs> sorry, I keep saying that. <laughs> That's how I really think of it. The two other women were doing yoga poses, you know, on the floor with me, next to me, to my right. Hmm. Well, that makes me think of like that there's something really um, healing like about that. the music for you, you know, mm -hmm. at least in the dream world. I mean, I mm -hmm. guess I'll say if it was if if it was my dream and, you know, I I, I recognize that people were doing yoga to right. some, whatever they were doing, and meditating and that makes me feel like this this music and especially because it yeah. does come to you so often in your dream world crazy and you mentioned you talk about it so much like in I'm, different I'm ways I'm so sorry I'm like I, no <laughs> no it's wonderful you never like, know it you know it. to see me you wouldn't be like oh she's a dead dead I don't think so you know I don't I mean there's nothing no judgments whatsoever right. it's great it's music no it's I don't think there's anything wrong with being a deadhead dead. I think deadheads are You're not beautiful. alone that's for sure that's for sure it was you know um, it was an American movement yeah. you know the Grateful Dead band started yeah. in Bay Area you know spread across the entire nation it's and an it American was, movement yeah and then there were other bands like was it fish I think fish came after sorta, you know had a flavor like using that, that same jam band blueprint exactly yeah but yeah. you know nobody was a Grateful Dead you know they were definitely no, revolutionary in a certain they're way. so and, revolutionary and the whole like community and peace love and whatever yes. that, you know, I'm sorry I didn't and, get into it I don't know why and peak experiences lots of LSD or I you think know. that's why I didn't get into it. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was that's... afraid of all that stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I was, I was kind of crazy. My mom was diagnosed with cancer when I was 17. So it was like, like, I'll take me there. I'll go there. You know, I got to yeah. learn everything yeah. I can learn about this place, mm. the earth, this mm -hmm. realm. This well, maybe, you know, I wonder if, um, kind of getting this feeling that you know yeah somehow there's something about the whole grateful dead experience in the dream world that's that's yeah i'll say me like taking me on a healing journey somehow 
Oh, I love that. And it keeps coming to me because like there's another level of, of healing, yeah. there's another level of something. I love it. Relation, relational, like something about the relationships between you and the, the band members, you know, right. you, when you speak of them, at least you, you just yeah. did, but I've heard this before, you speak of them very personally. Oh yeah. Like Bobby, like, yeah. <laughs> like, he's like your best friend. <laughs> but, you know. I feel like he is. Well, Jerry sits on my, so I have developed um, in the imaginal realm, a council mm -hmm. of people who can help me, which mm -hmm. may sound crazy and perhaps it is, but it it's, is it help, it's helpful. So in my, in my, you know, active imagination, I have a council and Jerry sits on the council as well as other luminaries in my life. Um, so, you know, I really feel akin with him. You know, and um, he sees, I see him all the time. <laughs> He's got a lot to offer. That's, that's fascinating. And you know, yeah, whatever works. <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> really, whatever works. I know, I know. Um, yeah. yeah, so I don't know, is there anything? Yeah, that's kind of my, my sort of two cents about it. That's my, yeah. um, that's kind of my hit on it is, is that there's, yeah, there's something either that you're learning, there's something that you're healing, there's something yes. in it, like maybe to look at it as a, as a healing journey, yes. like every time you go into some kind of an experience with them. On another level, on the next level. Like what else? Well, and this one the was like, level. Being like, you know, like this is that connection. Physical. With, you know, that's yeah. interesting. I don't know that there's ever been a physical thing mm -hmm. in my dreams with the mm -hmm. me and the band. Yeah, I don't think there has actually. Yeah, and maybe but, there's something like that, that that kind of thing where there's that kind of compassion, like, like a weighted blanket or something. Yeah. Like maybe there's something to that for your own physical being. Yeah, life. yeah. Um, or wow. maybe you just need like someone, you know, person. <laughs> yeah. lay on with. I think if we get to find some volunteers <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I guess what I want to know from this dream is exactly what you're talking about. Is there healing to be found in this dream? Mm. And, how, and how, and how is that? Mm. You know, I think the compression is wonderful, skin to skin, wonderful. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it was also like being with other women, you know, there was something healing about that. And how I said to Bob, we are, it, it was, you know, yes, the, the music, but also the community. Yeah. So, and there was something about being in the community, yeah, in the dream that was essential for mm -hmm. for what I needed in that moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can really relate to that that need for community so so deeply. Yeah, I really resonate with that, and I think many of us probably do. I think maybe it's a healing for all of us, you know, yes. as dreams can be, right? Like we all, yeah. you know, we dream for one another too. Yeah, I, I often quote this Joseph Campbell saying, but he says, dreams are personal mythology and myth is global. Now, that's not exactly what he says. What do you say? I say it all the time on this, on the dream stream. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I've heard you say that. Oh, but have actually, I not? 
which you said makes sense. The dream is a personal mythology and and myth is a public a public dream. That's it, maybe. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So flips on itself. Mm -hmm. Something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. And right, there's just a collective unconscious too. And yes, yes. Like last last week, we talked about a dream that I had had with my friend Dara and her little dog or the little person or dog. (laughs) And I I felt actually like when I really thought back on that, I felt like I was having that dream for her. I mean, of course, it's about me and it's about something in my own psyche, but I really do also think that you know, we can dream for other people. I just want you to know, I have a hand drum on my wall to the Uh right of my bed and occasionally it thunks and it's always like, you know, a really cool thing that I have like a living drum on my wall. And when you said that, I think it was for her, the drum went thunk. So I think you're right. I think the drum was affirming your sentiment. That's amazing that the drum actually... Like uh, well, I have a fan on, it's hot out. Yeah. So there are, you know, different airwaves or whatever, right. but right. it does, it does thunk. And then I once had someone ask me, because I feel like that's a spiritual, and someone said, well, do you picture like a Native American spirit playing the drum or mm-hmm. the drum itself? And I was like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I'm <laughs> very interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on some kind of other energy level. I don't know. Yeah, other worldly thing. Other, other yeah. whatever, plane of existence. Exactly. <laughs> we um, all need we need things to kind of pave the way of inspiring yeah. us to like exactly. live another day. Um, I was just glancing because I was sort of taking notes when you were okay. uh, saying your dream. And you had mentioned that Bob Weir was younger. Is yes. there anything about that? that strikes well it takes me to my youth okay. he, he looked like he did in 1987 like when you were really first kind of engaging when i was first like blown away of yeah. what was this movement you know and he looked like he looked then hmm. so i'm not sure why that would be now well, he's yeah. yeah now he's a wizened you know, wizardly musician. He's wonderful. Uh-huh. Music is his world and his contribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's something, there is something about going back in time in a yeah. way. Like there might be something from that time that wants to be healed, that wants oh. the community that really, that has, see, it's almost like you have like the wisdom of, of yourself now going back in time and seeing like what wants to be healed from that. <clears throat> Yeah, um, I've heard the saying, not a saying, but this question posed, which is, if you could teach your 17-year-old self anything, what would you want to offer her? So I'm asking that of you, Ellen, if you can think of anything you'd want to offer your 17-year-old self. Hmm. I know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know what I want to say, but I'm, I want to try to find a concise way. It's... it's um, Like no, like no one cares about some of the things that you think they care about. Okay. It's like, just be, just be, yeah. just be your heartful self, you know? 
what like came nobody to nobody cares about what you look that's like right. Or, that's right you that's know, all your weight or your hair yeah. and i can still say that to myself sure. now yeah, i know right <laughs> my 17 year old self can tell my 51 year old self the same thing so um <laughs> yeah, me, i thought I of that. when i asked you that question i thought of what a long strange trip it's been <laughs> and so i guess i would tell her me it's not going to be easy in fact it's going to be really hard and you might even want to give up but mm -hmm. you you won't and you're going to make it keep and on trucking keep on trucking yes <laughs> busted down in new orleans set <laughs> up like a falling pit i have to go listen to some music i'm just kidding so but well, you know you. But, but yeah. maybe that would be really good to do like oh, that's how i can honor the stream around a little because uh, you also said something about dancing you were sitting and then standing and yeah. that's interesting too because standing is not so I know. easy to do right now and right? i find that when i stand now i find this if i stand to dance with my legs i'm having to hold on with my hands uh -huh. but if i'm yeah. sitting and not well, i can like my can my hands can um choreograph the music or not even choreograph it just yeah. express you know, flow with it express the music yeah. exactly yeah. 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 Yeah, that's so cool. And me, you know, so maybe that's something, you know, so that's you know, I'm gonna honor that's how I was gonna just gonna honor. say, so you know, how would you honor the dream? And maybe that's one of the ways that you could. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh my yeah. God. Also in that dream, I kept saying, I was guessing. So that was a big part of the Grateful Dead shows is like guessing what song they're going to go into, like hearing the first notes and being like, I know this, you know, whatever it is, whatever you want to, you know, mm -hmm. lost sailor or whatever. And, um, and I said, what did I say? Fire on the mountain into sugar magnolia. Like I knew, I, I just, I, I made a guess of what I thought they'd start with. And I think Maybe I was right. I don't know if I was right or wrong, but I I remember that. I remember like walking in there and saying to the person I was with, oh no, maybe it was Samson and Delilah. I don't remember the combination, but it's definitely fire on the mountain. Mm -hmm. So you knew something, you knew, yeah. you kind of had like an intuition about what was, what was coming. Take a whole pail of water just to cool him down. <laughs> that, that feeds into our climate change discussion. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Ellen. Uh, yeah, I hope that was helpful. That was a that was a cool dream. Now I feel like I need to go listen to Grateful Dead. And yeah, me too. Little, we both take my little edible and like <laughs> yeah. Let's both honor this dream in the I'll best, your dream in the best way we can. That is a great way to honor a dream of mine, darling. I will. I would. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to say to our listeners and dreamers, it's always great to have you join us. And remember, if you ever want us to work on a dream of yours and join us in the Zoom group, um, we have a Facebook page called The Dream Stream and also YouTube page. And I'm also on Anchor. I switched the platform oh. from uh, SoundCloud to Anchor, following in the footsteps of Michael Moore. I love that, I love him and I love awesome. his, his podcast, so yeah. 
I don't know that platform. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, he's yeah, he's all about it. <laughs> all right, Ellen. Great, great to be here. Great to hang with you and great talk to hang with you. So I'm gonna end the video, and what I want to say is, holomode mode me king. Sweet dreams.